In our Pasha, it talks about the daughters of Tzlovchad that came before Moshe and they said they, their father had only daughters and therefore what's going to happen to their inheritance? How are they going to get a piece of land in Israel? Their father had been given, but who's going to inherit it if their father died? So Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know the answer and asked Hashem and Hashem gave the laws of inheritance. That's when the laws of inheritance were given. So the Sifri says, it says in the Pasuk, they, they, the daughters of Tzlavchot, stood before Moshe and before Elazar Akayin and before the Nesim and the entire community at the entrance to the Oil Mayid and they said the following, which is, why should we not have an inheritance? So the, uh, the Sifri asks the question, if, if they asked Moshe already and he didn't know, why are they asking Elazar? Where is he going to know it from? So therefore answers... Two answers. One is you have to reverse the order. The Pasuk says they asked Moshe, Elazar, and the Nasiim, but in fact they first asked the Nasiim, then he, they didn't know, so they asked uh, Elazar, and then they asked Moshe. Another answer is that's the opinion of Rabbi Yeshia. Another answer by Abba Hanan is they were sitting in the Besmedish all together, and they came and they posed the question before all of them. We find the same, uh, the same explanation in two other places. One is in the parasha Pesach Sheni and in the Baloischa, where also the people that had been Tomei during the first carbon Pesach, the second year when they came out of Mitzrayim. So they came before Moshe and before Aaron, and they asked, why should we not be able to bring a carbon Pesach? And that's when the parasha of Pesach Sheni was given, that they could bring it on Yudalit ear. But there it says, before Moshe and before Aaron. So the same thing is said, it means before Aaron and then before Moshe, or they were sitting together in the Beis Medrash and they asked them at the same time. A third one is, in the Parsha Mekosh Shetzim, they found someone collecting wood on Shabbos, which is a violation of Shabbos. They didn't know what kind of uh, penalty he should be given, so they brought him to Moshe and to Aaron and to the whole community. So the same question is asked uh, if the, they brought it to Moshe and to Aaron to, and to the rest of the community. So if Moshe doesn't know and he gives the same answer, either that you have to reverse the order or that they were all sitting together. But when you so this is how the Sifri answers it. But when you look in Rashi, you find three different approaches. In Parsha by the uh, by the Pesach Sheni story, it says Lifnei Moshe v'Lifnei Aaron. Rashi says when they were both sitting in the Beis Hamidrash. That's when they came and they asked it. And you can't say that they asked Moshe and then Aaron because if Moshe doesn't know, how is Aaron going to know? So in other words, that uh, Rashi goes with the simple explanation that they were b- both sitting together. He gives only one answer to the question. In Parsha Shlach by the Mekoshish, he doesn't address it at all. He doesn't say anything at all on the matter. And then in our Parsha, he brings both opinions. And he says, who said the opinion? Rabbi Yishin, Mabachonon. And not only that, he gives the second answer before the first answer. In other words, the one that he only gives in Parsha Baloischa, he doesn't even give that as the first answer, that they were sitting in the base Medish. His first answer is that you have to reverse the order. Then he goes to the second answer, which we know that when Rashi gives the first answer, that's the primary one. So why doesn't Rashi choose as the primary one the one that he gave as the simple answer back in Parsha Baal Now he leaves it for the second answer. 
So the fact that he doesn't say anything in Parsha Shlach by the Makesha Shetzim is understood because he relies on the fact that he said it in Parsha Vali. I already explained it in Parsha Vali. The same answer applies here. But over here he suddenly goes and he completely reverses it. And what he seemed to accept as the simple Pshutashal Mikra back in Parsha Valoischa now becomes the second answer. And if Rashi doesn't like in, the, in Parsha Valoischa, the reason that he gives only the answer they were sitting in the base marriage is because Pshutashal Mikra doesn't accept so easily that you have to reverse a Posik within the same Posik. The whole thing is written out of order, it's not so simple. So if that's the case, in Parsha Baloisha, there's only two names, Moshe and Aaron. In this, in Parsha, in our Parsha, it's Moshe and Elazar and the Nesian. There's three names, so for sure it should be a difficulty to reverse it. So why here does he take the reversing of the of the Pasuk as the primary answer and the Besamedish answer as the second one? And perhaps you could answer that uh, since in Parsha Baloisha it only gives two names, Moshe and Aaron. So it makes sense to say that Moshe and Aaron were sitting in the base Medish and learning. But over here in our parsha it says Moshe and Aaron and the Lazar and the Nesim and Kola Eida. So how are you going to explain that the Kola Eida was sitting in the base Medish? How do you get the whole community into a base Medish? And that's why he doesn't like that as the first shot because it doesn't fit with the context in this pasuk. And that's why he leaves that for the second pshat. He goes with the reversing of the order in our parsha as the first pshat. But that's really not a good question because, first of all, if Rashi is disturbed by the fact that, that that's difficult to say that they were sitting in Beis Medish, in, if there's more than three names and, and B'chol Am and so on, so then in parsha Shlach it also says that they came, they brought them L'chol Am. To the, whole, uh, to the whole community. So why does he assume that you can say that it was in the Beis Medrash, where over here it says V'cholo'am? How can you say it's in the Beis Medrash? So that's one question. And another question is that Kola'eda doesn't necessarily mean the entire Jewish community, all 600,000 people. First of all, you could say that it's the people that used to come to learn with Moshe. Does everybody come to learn with Moshe? No, look in every shul, you see, not everybody comes to the Shir. And in addition to that, Kola Eida, <coughs> Rashi already told us that the, sometimes in the Pasuk, Kola Eida means the Sanhedrin. So it could be that over here also it was just the Sanhedrin. There was sitting Moshe and Elazar and the Sanhedrin was sitting and learning. So it could be a base Medish. So again, the question is, why doesn't Rashi here say as the first shot that they were sitting in base Medish all together? Now, there's another change in this Pasuk than there is in Parsha Baloyzcha. In Parsha Baloyzcha, it doesn't say where the whole thing happened. It just says they came before Moshe. Over here, it tells us, so therefore, it's easy to say where was Moshe. He was in the base Medish. Here, the Pasuk says they were standing Pesach Ha'il Moed. So the Pasuk tells us where they were, not in the base Medish. Pesach Ha'il Moed. That's why maybe Rashi doesn't want to accept that it was Beis Medish as the simple thing, because the Pasuk says a different location. So this doesn't really answer it because, first of all, where would the base medrash be? We know that the Pesach Oil Moed means the courtyard of the Oil Moed. Where was the Mizbeach? In that courtyard. Where is the Sanhedrin? Rashi already told us that the Sanhedrin, the Mishpatim, it says that the Sanhedrin sits near the Mizbeach. So somewhere in that courtyard was the seat of the Sanhedrin, and that's where the base medrash would be. So what's wrong with saying that? Another thing is, why does Rashi have to say... Beis Medish, how you? He doesn't have to say Beis Medish anymore. He just should say they were all together where 
the Pasuk tells you, Pesach HaElmoyed. Why does it have to be in a base medish? It could be just Pesach HaElmoyed, but they were all together, and it's still the same answer. So we have to understand what's Rashi's problem. What is he asking? If Moshe didn't know, how does anybody else know? To explain. Rashi seems to accept that each one, that they asked the questions of each one, Moshe and Aaron, or Moshe and Elozer and the Nesim. But even if you accept that, there are two ways in, this, in which this could happen. You can come before all of them and present the question. Uh, Rab Moshe and Rab Aaron, or Rab Elozer and the Nesim, we'd like to ask you a question. And then pose your question to all of them at the same time. But each one is named in the question. Another one is, you ask your question from one, he doesn't know, you go to the next one. He doesn't know, you go to the third one. So it's asked each one individually, separately. So Rashi seems to be wanting to say, as he actually spells out, that it's difficult to say that they asked each one individually, one and then to the next one, because if Moshe doesn't know, then how's the other one going to know? So in other words, when it says that they asked the question to all of them, it means they asked them all at the same time. But then, why does it say in the Pasuk, Lifnei Moshe, V'lifnei Elazar, by saying each time Lifnei, it means to separate it into separate um, events. It almost sounds like separate events. Or not so much separate events, but that each one was asked the question. If it would have said, Moshe Ve'aren or Moshe Ve'elozer without Lifnei then we would have said I don't know Moshe happened to be sitting in the presence of Aaron so they stood before both of them but what they were really doing is asking Moshe but it says Lifnei means that we're making an emphasis we're making somehow pointing to Elozer and to Aaron in that case and to the Nesim as well separately so that's why Rashi says, since we can't say that they asked Moshe and then, uh, and then Aaron, so there must be another explanation, and that is answered by saying that they were sitting in a base medrash. How does that answer that they, all of them were asked the same question at the same time, but you make an emphasis of each one? The answer is this, a base medrash is a place where the study of Torah happens together, everybody is asked everybody is answered, everybody offers explanations, it's not like when you gather together and the rabbi gives a sermon and nobody asks questions, the rabbi holds forth or Moshe Rabbeinu would have gathered the Yidden and, and given over the word of Hashem, a Bespendus is a place where everybody contributes and there is a Rosh Hashiva, but the youngsters, the junior students also get to ask and to answer and to offer and to clarify and to analyze and so on so therefore, when somebody comes to a base medrash to ask a question, it's not asking the question only to the Rav. If they came to the Bezdin, or to the Rabbi's house or office, and they ask him a question, so even if somebody else is present, nobody else weighs in. The Rabbi was asked the question, and he gives the answer. But in a base medrash, when you stand there and ask a question, you're asking the question to everyone. You present the question to everyone, and everyone, they begin to analyze, they begin to discuss, and everybody gets to be part of the question and the answer. That's why it says, Rashi says, it was in a Besmedish context, that's why the Pesach says, it was asked to Moshe, and it was asked to Aaron, and it was asked in the other story to Moshe, and to Elazar, and to the Nesim, because it was a Besmedish, everybody gets to, it's asked to everybody, everybody discusses. Which explains why Rashi in over here says, even though the Pasuk says they were in, they were standing Pesach Oil Moed, Rashi doesn't use that term. He says in the Beis Medrash. Why does he change what the Pasuk says? 
the Pasuk says Pesach Ayomayid, Rashi changes it to Beis Medrash. The reason is because the context was a Beis Medrash, which explains why it says Lifnei Moshev, Lifnei Elazar, Lifnei Anasiyin. That's to answer that question. It's not so much about the location of where it happened as the context of what kind of a gathering it was. So now we can understand why Rashi in our parsha doesn't accept the first answer that they were sitting in a base medrash as the Pshutosh Mikra. Because since the Pasuk spells out where it was, which means Pesach Mayid, and the Pasuk is not just giving us a location because who cares where it was. The point is, what's the context? And Pesach Mayid was the place where Moshe would come and the people would gather and Moshe would hold forth. So Pesach HaElmeid doesn't express the idea of Beis HaMedrash really, and that's why his first answer doesn't, is not going to be that they were sitting in a Beis HaMedrash, because the Pasuk says differently. So Rashi can't say in our Pasha that it was in the Beis HaMedrash. He has to go with the other answer, that you have to reverse the order. So Rashi's first answer is that he asked each one separately. The question is, what do you mean if he asked Moshe, why is he asking Elozo? He says, no, 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 it was the other way. They started with the Nisiyan, then they didn't know, so they asked Aaron, uh, Elozo, and then they went to Moshe. But that's, of course, not such a smooth thing, and that's why, because it has that difficulty, Sarashi also gives the answer that it was in a base Medrash context, even though it is not so smooth with the words of the Pasuk. But the words of the Pasuk seem to indicate that it was more... In a, not in a Beis Medrash situation they were all gathered to listen to Moshe in this case it was more probably to hear the answer to the Bnei Slavchad and, and they asked each one separately the question comes up so you have to reorganize the Pasuk, it was really the opposite they first asked, they went from below up and that's also the reason why Rashi gives the names of these two, uh, of Rabbi Yoshi and Abba Chana, because in other places they also have the same dispute. When there is a question of what's the pshat in the Pasuk, it doesn't seem to fit well. So Abba Chana goes with, Rabbi Chana goes with, uh, sorry, Rabbi Yoshi goes with keep the, the understanding of the Pasuk simple and or reorganize the, the words. Abachanan says no. The, you, it's difficult to say that you're going to reorganize a pasuk in the same pasuk. The Torah writes it out of order. It's difficult to say, and therefore he says you have to, you know, re-understand the words of the pasuk, even though it doesn't fit so well. This is an ongoing machlekes between them, and that's why he explains. Rashi gives us the names as well. This also explains why Rashi doesn't say anything at all by the makoshish on this matter. The reason is because in this. In our two, in the case of, uh, of uh, Pesach Sheini and by the Bnei Slavchad, it was a question of halacha. What do you do if you don't, you know, what do you do in that case? So therefore, you, you don't ask, what are they bringing, into, uh, bringing a question of halacha to Aaron or to Elazar if you have Moshe? That, that becomes a logical question. And that's why you have to give the, the answer. But in the case of the Makoshish, Rashi told us they knew the halacha. They knew that somebody that is Mechal Shabbos is going to be executed. They just didn't know what kind of execution. But it wasn't really their matter to deal with. The people that had seen him do it and brought him before Moshe and before Aaron and before the community, 
the reason they were bringing him was not so much to ask how are you going to execute him it was more to hand him over to the people that are in charge Moshe, Aaron, the, the, the community whether it's Sanhedrin or the, uh, the community as a whole here is a guy, he was Machal Shabbos do what you have to do with him and of course the question came up well, how exactly are they going to execute him is it this way or that way but it wasn't a question in Allah they were just handing him over therefore it makes perfect sense that they handed him over to the, the, char- the, you know, the people in charge which was Moshe Aaron and the and the. the and that explains another thing. There's another story, which is when a person uttered a curse against Hashem. So they also brought him to Moshe. The Pasuk simply says, brought him to Moshe, to know what to do with him. The reason, why is it only to Moshe, and over here was to Aaron and to the community? Because by the Mekalo, Rashi says, they didn't know what the penalty for uttering a curse against Hashem was. They didn't know that it was executable, so, or execution. So therefore, there they were simply asking a question to Moshe. What do you do with this guy? Not handing him over for his uh, punishment. They, nobody knew what the punishment was. So they came to ask Moshe Allah. That's why it was asked only to Moshe. We're over there. They were simply handing him over to the, the people in charge. And that's why it says all the names. Rash, the Rebbe now explains it, the Yenish Altair, the inner dimension of how, what Rashi is saying over here. Why does Rashi bring these two answers only in regards to the story of Pesach Sheni and the story of the Bnei Salafchot, as opposed to the Makeshish, where he doesn't bring any answer? Because what is unique about these two parshas is both of them are, they have a unique thing, which is a new parsha came about, a new halacha came about, because the people, the mata, the people down here, asked the question, made a demand, made a request. The people that were Tomei said, why shouldn't we be part of the Karben Pesach? The Bnei Slavchad, why shouldn't we inherit a piece of Ezra's role? And that's why Hashem gave these two new parshas. And the same idea can be found by these two answers, Saras Mikra, either reorganizing the, the Pasuk, or in, they were sitting in the base of Medish. Saras Mikra means the Torah as it came down tells you a thing which seems difficult to understand. The order doesn't make sense. So therefore we need the Mata, we need to apply our intelligence to be able to analyze that Pasuk and to give it the right context. No, it needs to be reorganized. It's the Mata, the people down here, which need to add their contribution to make the Torah, to illuminate what the Torah says. In Abbas Medish, it's even more than that. Abbas Medish's whole purpose is to take matters of Torah which are not understood, which are unknown, like the difference between Torah Shabbat where the Torah comes down and says only simple, you know, very briefly, curtly, and it's up to the Tanoim and Amiroim to analyze and to explain that's what happens in the base Medish. It illuminates, it opens up what the Torah means. So it's all about how are the people down here going to illuminate Torah. So that's why these two answers fit very well with the context of the two parshas. And that explains also why in by Parsha Baloischa, by the Pesach Sheini, Rashi only gives one answer, the one of the Beis HaMedish. They were sitting in the Beis HaMedish. Because a Beis HaMedish is a place in which new ideas come up all the time. There is no Beis HaMedish which doesn't have a new and novel thing that comes out. A new thing is realized in Torah. And, and the Pesach Sheini was also that kind of a thing. It's, there was never, the idea of Pesach Sheini was never told to Moshe before this story. 
it was never told. So therefore, in other words, it came out, a completely new thing came forth, just like a base medish. By the Bnei Slavchad, it's Saris HaMikra, which means that it focuses more on how things are presented in the Torah. So that's what Saris HaMikra is. It's presented in one way. You need to understand it better. You need to understand or reorganize how it's presented. By the Bnei Slavchad, the Rashi says that Moshe Rabbeinu did know the halacha before. It wasn't a new halacha. He had been told. But Nisalma, he blanked. He didn't remember that halacha. So therefore he had to ask again. So, and, it was be, and then it was recorded, it was the, the Bnei Slavchad was Zaycha, that it was because of them and through them that it was recorded, written into the Torah. Just like Saras Amikra, which examines and focuses more on how it's written. That's why that's the first pshat. But since there is an opinion that the uh, the laws of inheritance were newly given to Moshe at that time, that's why Rashi also brings the other pshat of Yeshu that it was a completely new halacha that it was given at that time. The Ratzon concludes the Rebbe that uh, that just like the Bnei Slavcha demanded that we should get an inheritance of the land, so also Hashem should give and Hashem gave them so also Hashem should give us our inheritance finally in our land because we keep demanding and asking and so on Hashem should respond quickly and give us our inheritance He Himself it says in the Gemara will give us each per- each Yid their inheritance in Eretz Yisrael speedily in our days